First things first. Any man here that wants to walk away can do so knowing they're the best of us. This gotta be now. There is no ground support. The injuries we sustain, we're walking out with. Make no mistake about it. You guys need to own the fact that we do not have the flag on our shoulders. You cannot go back to your normal life after tonight. Hello and welcome to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at NomcastPod, or you can follow me at JokesOnDrew on Twitter and Instagram. This week, we take a trip down to South America for the military action crime drama Triple Frontier. The film centers around five former Special Forces operatives who, for the first time in their prestigious careers, take on a dangerous mission for self instead of country. That mission? Find and kill the biggest drug lord in South America and steal his life's fortune. The film has a deep roster of tremendous stars headed by Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaac with Sons of Anarchy star Charlie Hunnam, Mudbound star Garrett Hedlund, and Game of Thrones and Narcos star Pedro Pascal rounding out the elite team of soldiers. The film is written and directed by J.C. Chander, who worked with Oscar Isaac on his last film, the critically acclaimed feature A Most Violent Year. To break this one down, I brought back writer, director, author, and guest from our very first episode, Michael Field. Mike just recently released his second book in the Adam Parker series called Adam Parker and the High School Bully, which is available now on paperback and ebook at Amazon.com. For more info on Mike and all his work, go to MichaelDField.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Enjoy the episode. Give a listen. Know what else is a big win? Triple Frontier. <laughs> Still don't know why it's called like, that. Really? Uh, I was I was guessing. It's but the region. Is that what it is? That, is that yeah, it's the region uh, in South America oh, between okay. Brazil, Venezuela, and some okay, other. Okay, so are they Peru? in Brazil? There, yeah, you saw. There's at one point they uh, they cross into Brazil. There's like a sign when they go down okay. right. right before the obvious. Hey, we're about to go into the jungle, so we have to play <laughs> Run Through the Jungle from Green's Clearwater <laughs> Revival. It, it's it's so funny that the movie in the first half is so on the nose, mm-hmm. but in the second half it completely kind of loses well, that and yeah. turns into. I wonder. So I think we, it's like two different movies. I felt the same way, yeah. and I'm glad we can get into that because I don't. Did you read anything about the the lineage of this movie? Because this movie was like I, a uh, in development. Yes, hell. no, I I read all that. I read like the like bunch of people were attached to it, like DiCaprio, Hanks, all these people. It's like 2010. Yeah, 2010. Yeah. It started yeah. where the original director was Catherine Bigelow, mm-hmm. who ends up being an EP on this movie, mm-hmm. just based on being how much involved. work was done beforehand. Yep. Uh, same thing with uh, Mark Bull. Yep. I believe is how you pronounce it. Yep. Uh, he was he started writing the early drafts of the screenplay, so they basically gave him a writing credit and the EP credit as well. And then once she decides she's going to leave and go do Detroit, mm-hmm. then step in Chandor yep. and uh, his team. And obviously, he he does all a lot of his own writing, so he did a redraft of that, and that's where. You know, like you said, you mentioned uh, a few of the people in there. So you have uh, early, the early pair was supposed to be Tom Hanks and Johnny Depp, yep. I guess. Yep. And then over time, that turned into they talked to Will Smith first. Well, I mean, yeah. And that's uh, what's funny is like you would think, oh, that's because yeah. it's Netflix and because they have the bright <laughs> relationship or any of the other stuff. Yeah. And it's like, no, this was still Paramount. This yeah. was still. Uh, when things were going that way. So they talked to him. They did talk to Leo's camp. At one point, they, I think they had Affleck and Casey Affleck. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, I saw that, that he came back. A couple of people came back to the project. So did Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so you had people go in, come out. I think it was 
how like when Affleck dropped off, that's when I think that's when Charlie Hunnam also left, and then they both came back at the same time once right. they got Oscar right. Isaac and and all well, these I, I saw as well. that they also signed. They had Tom Hardy. And yeah, Tatum, well, and they left after they rewrote the script. That's yeah. right, exactly. So that's what I wonder, especially when we're talking two separate movies. What am I looking at here? Am I looking at Chandor kind of taking this movie from what the first half may have been? Mm-hmm. Where the first half, you can easily almost see us as like an 80s, late 80s, or early 90s yeah. action movie. Yep. And then like it's fucking Rambo and then it turns into like a think piece in in the second half Mm -hmm. because it feels like it turns into I guess a morality and survival story more than like a military crime drama right so I don't know how did you feel like that played out did it did it do did you think differently the movie because of the turn or how did you feel about when it kind of the turn in terms the, of like the post when they, could, when they couldn't get the when they couldn't get the helicopter over the hill. Yeah, that's right. probably no, the big the Andes, turn. The, the Andes, Andes, yeah, yeah. The Andes hills. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I think about like twenty minutes into that into that section, I'm like, well, what am I watching now? Like, like what has happened? Right. Yeah, it, it was. It's a little like when they started when they started doing the like they're gonna scope it out and right. the, uh, the um, attack on the uh, house. Right. They go do it. And the recce. <laughs> they go do it. I love the terminology in this movie. Well, I love the fact that they all have codes except yeah. one. Like I'm going to the codes. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, it's like red fly. Uh, oh, code, code names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like catfish. And one guy's like Ben Miller. Ben Miller. Yeah. Like what? And he's a brother of another one. And he's a fucking <laughs> MMA fighter. He doesn't have an MMA name. You could have just like, brought into. That was, in that was like low budget MMA. It was, oh, that was yeah. like when they used to That's do wrestling. The wrestler, yeah, yeah, when they did wrestling in the high school gyms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, so, like, when they started, when they started, like, trekking with the donkeys and stuff like that, yeah. it was just kind of like, what, what is, now, so now what am I watching? Like, it, it, yeah. it definitely felt like it was, like, a little different, like. Yeah. Because then. It's like Lord of the Ring, bro, Lord of the Rings. Because right. <laughs> then they started doing, like, I got the sense, and I don't know if it was just through the script, through what we were watching, like, it was remnants of an old script. It started feeling right. like they were making Affleck's character, Red Flag, a bad guy. Like, it might, like, it started, you know, like, they were, or they, or yeah. they were trying to. He's the mess piece right but they were also trying to make like the idea that like it's uh they're all against each other and like they're gonna yeah. all turn and then it quickly changed when they were when the donkey falls and, yeah and then after that they're like no it's all right man we're cool and they start yeah. burning the money and then it's your fault I th- yeah, yeah i thought a lot yeah, of things yeah. they pulled a lot of punches right right uh because they could have turned into something to where it was mm-hmm. a lot of finger pointing a lot of bringing people down i thought it easily could have been something where because they try to try to paint Affleck more as like getting corrupted, getting desperate. Yeah. So but when he's, when he's pulling easily, the money out, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. and adding more, <laughs> his voice squeaks <laughs> when he's like, no, just just a few more loads, just a few more loads. <laughs> I found that fun. Like a lot of people, I I find uh, listening to people who like the movie, they forgive a lot of things because that first hour is so goddamn good mm-hmm. to me. Right. I, I feel oh, the I same you. way. I, I, I like that first half too. But then, you know, I I feel like anything with Affleck or anybody that they just it's a lot of glaring stuff in that second half that just gets shrugged off there's no there's no finale really Mm, it's kind of like and of course in a movie like this it's like oh we leave something open so that way we can make uh as everyone keeps calling it quadruple frontier well Uh, well well, like because nobody knows what the hell triple frontier is (laughs) well to your to your in the, for the beginning, yes. When you, I mean, so the first when they go to Lorea's house, it's like yes. to me, like there's no bad guy, like so there's just it's just an assault. They yes. say he tells me that Lorea is bad and he needs to be put away, but like I never see Lorea being bad, right? I never see the I see never see the evil man that needs to be stopped. So it's almost like yeah, you see the groundwork with that right. attack on the house, which actually even then you don't. You really just see people defending themselves when they're caught behind enemy lines, yes. kind of, yeah, yeah. more than actually committing crimes. Mm-hmm. So there is that. I actually had that in my notes that there's a lot of unnamed faces and and things outside of a direct villain mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. And that's why I, I, I kind of pointed out that, that morality part because I think they do that where it's supposed to be the compromises you make, the choices you make, the what direction things go, what what are your value systems, and you know, so it makes it kind of their own their own brains, their own choices are the 
the good or bad in the movie and that's a hard movie to watch uh, especially when you gear up for this that first hour and that and the house scene is damn cool right, like right. you're you're into the shootouts you're into all these things you're you're playing constant metallica songs <laughs> and all this stuff to gear you up to to get into the mission and then once the mission is over it's a very different movie yeah. so i think that's where people might you know soften on the movie or you just double down and go Yo, but that happened. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, dude, I, I understand. The first hour's really good. Well, the the second half would would probably be more impactful if the stakes for the all the characters were were shown. Like, we're, right. we're more present. Like, yes, they show further like, character development. Right, they show the Red Flies family, yeah. Affleck's family. Right, like you know, he's we never see his wife and how his daughter is. That one scene with his daughter. Yeah, and then you see kind of Pope and he's he casual uh, drinking in a truck driving around with your <laughs> with your teenage daughter in the back oh Affleck yeah, yeah. yeah hey, I love yeah, how he it, he's all hiding it yeah exactly um, but yeah but then they show Pope like when he's with his, the, 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 his contact the woman down yes. and you cl- they don't really the, clearly he's with her yeah Um. so but other than that you don't really get a sense of the other three no yeah i got busted for coke okay you know yeah. oh, is it, is it, am I, I i teach you don't want to yeah. say these lousy speeches anymore no i don't but it's like right other than those that other than that i should have known what what affleck's character's ending would be yeah based upon he's the only one that i know anything about right I'll, so well i felt like I, and i'm sure you've seen hurt locker and zero yep. dark 30 and things like that because that's mark bull it that first half kind of feels like that with the how the camaraderie was, how the dynamics between the characters were a little bit, mm-hmm. and I feel like maybe the the Chandor influence is more the second half, and that's you know it's kind of like um, AI when Spielberg takes over a Kubrick movie, and you know kind of where the Spielberg parts hit that like where he wrote and did some things. Sure. Obviously those two men, you know, their styles more. So it's kind of more apparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even here, I, I, have you seen a lot of Chandor's work? Like, did you watch uh, a most violent year or margin call? I've seen margin call. Okay. And I saw another one. of his. All is lost. I saw some of that. I did not see the whole of it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I watched, I rewatched uh, a most violent year. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think the one thing about that movie because we were talking about how there's no villains in that movie. There's a villain in a sense of like, he's being robbed. He's being, you know, brought up on charges. There's a lot. And then there's these kind of like group of oil companies in the area that he's disputing with. But ultimately there's no one face. There's no one chart. It's, you know, it's kind of, what this man does flying in the face of all these things. Well, isn't that more of a biographical movie? Isn't it like more just a kind of like a, a little bit just his story? Is it story? based on something? A most final year, yeah. Oh, okay. I I don't know. Uh, that no, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm I, no, no, no. I'm not saying biographical in terms of like it's true to life. I'm oh, saying okay. that like it's a it's a character piece. Sure. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. No, and, and I agree. But that's uh, if you're trying to do that in this case, right. uh, With uh, five different sets of characters, you need to flesh out those characters. I think you know everything about Oscar Isaac's character, and to an extent, uh, Jessica Chastain, his wife, in, in a most violent year, pretty well. I mean, it, there's everything they bring up. He has people from his past. He has family. He has a bunch of things that link in that really kind of show his character. Mm-hmm. And then this movie, I think because there's so many characters that no. they should have just honed in more on one or two and kind of flew it to the back. I think when they casted this out with such more prominent people that maybe they tried to flesh out more of these side characters than they should that. have or they needed to. Yeah, I could see that coming out of the project and he's and I can see like, you know, even like Isaac saying like, "Hey, uh I'd like to do something here with this guy." And right. yeah, no, I get that. No, absolutely. Yeah, cuz everybody seems to be cuz Affleck's supposed to be the captain, he's supposed yep. to be this big league guy. Obviously, he's retired in this scenario and obviously a, a pretty terrible condo salesman. That condo is <laughs> rough. Um but even him, like, what did you think of Affleck's character? What did you think of his performance? Because they all look to him. They all want to sign on if he's in. But clearly he's kind of, like, added the game. I didn't see what he truly brings to it. Like, he seems to be quick with a plan. I think that's it. I but think he's I, the one for the plan. Right. Yeah. But 
nothing to me like seemed impressive that was yeah. you mean more like, than obvious. Term, like, in, hey, we don't want to shoot kids. Yeah, me neither. All right, good. <laughs> thanks, so Kat. we're going to do this one. Thanks, Redfly. Yeah, thanks. that's good. Thanks, Ben Miller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, th- I, in terms of casting, I thought he was a good choice. And yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, his, his personal life is obviously fodder, but I yeah. wonder if he was doing this during the time that he was in rehab and all that stuff when he was right. having that issue, because he clearly was big, but not, he didn't look like he was Jack, like he was yeah, in the Batman yeah. movie. So yeah. it was, it, so, but that fit, I thought, and even if he put weight on for the for role, sure, I think yeah. that fit the character. No, it did. That was good. He's all he's. I, I actually liked his performance because he's dour. He's just kind of like de- he's clearly depressed. Right. You know. I just wish there was more. I wanted more of him with his daughter. Like the whole thing where she's like, "I miss you," and like it's yeah. like there's more there. I mean, there's, yeah, there there's, is. There's, there's, there's got to be more scenes there with them, and and yeah. Whether that shifts the focus of the movie and it kind of screws up with your ensemble later on, I, I can see why you don't do that. Yeah. But I liked all that, I, and and I liked. But even when he was like digging the money out and he was like having fun, he was right. like, "Oh, we're gonna more, more, more." And when they they crashed the, the uh, chopper, right? And they shoot those guys. Yeah. And, uh, he, there was still. I thought there was missed moments for his character because it's like he he it's like he didn't care, but then he did care. And right. And he, the guy blocks his path. And he's like, "Sorry, kid." And, you know, like yeah. It's yeah. Just, it, but it's like. I just felt like there was more left on the table in terms of left on uh, the the. You know, left out of the script that sure. could have been in there for him. Yeah, uh, but again, that that changes. I think if you're going to give him more stuff, that's going to change the whole ensemble piece itself. Right. And I know you don't want to do that because you've got all those five guys are great. Right. So it's just it it. You, do you want a two hour movie? Or do you want a three hour movie? Or right. do you want to just change the entire thing of it and and kind of make it just three guys or something? Right. Like that? So yeah, I know you need a lot of guys for a plan, but I figure almost if you. If you almost narrowed it down to uh, Pope and Red Fly kind of being like the heads, like make a decision, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, even though you have these brothers, you have the other characters, like just make it to where you have one guy calling the shots, but it's one guy's mission. I think those guys could have been very easy choices to kind of make the majority of the of the of the angles because you got this guy who. You know, has has a woman that he cares about in here that they kind of question his motives with, and then you have an obvious like leader type that's coming into a situation that can kind of say like it'd be in, it possibly be more interesting if Oscar Isaac was maybe more duplicitous or yeah. like had a different angle or really was had, like there off. was nothing. Yeah, yeah sure. That, that probably, I mean, granted, I, I I don't like when when we when we talk about like, I know. you know I, I don't mean? like yeah. This is what I would do in a movie yeah, yeah, because yeah. Right. I always say, and I don't know if I even said that last time. I probably did. Maybe. I always say that. You know, I when I watch a movie, I I want to be told a story, and if I like the yes. story that's told to me, great. If I don't like it, okay, I don't want to tell somebody how to tell their story. That's sure. not cool, and, right. and I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I I understand. That, that. being said, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, but I I think, I think that, you could have yeah, done something. stuff like that, but even like because I'm uh, your point was saying you want a three hour movie, or you want a two hour movie. I think you could have told this two fifteen, but narrow the focus and and maybe make some choices i think the the thing about this movie ironically is about all the choices you make and i think part of the production <laughs> did not make choices along the way and kind of just let it be like we have all these guys they have a great chemistry let's just roll with Script's this let's enough. see what let's yeah go, exactly yeah. I, I, and and it's I, been seven years guys let's fucking do this <laughs> it's already. time yeah uh i think that indecision also shows itself in terms of the characters themselves so like when they're on the beach and they're escaping yes and he um catfish is driving right yeah. okay and he's yelling at pope to kill him he's like just shoot him just shoot him it's like yeah okay so number one why is i know pope only wanted to kill larea right but why is he so hell-bent on not killing anybody else you don't you don't really kind of go in there you kind of glance yeah. over that why all of a sudden has catfish suddenly turned? When he launched like uh what was that like a a, a missile oh, gun yeah, or yeah. whatever into a like building like, yeah, which i, I like that uh we think yeah. 10 oh okay who are they uh yeah, so which, which I liked because he's yeah. like, "Hey, nice shot." And he's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I actually did like that scene. But again, uh, what is a lot of these scenes? It's what does it tell you about this character? Right. And I don't feel like a, at a lot of times, maybe certain key characters could have been fleshed out. And if it had to be at the expense of some of the other characters, fine. Yeah, and especially uh, I always find it interesting what movies lead with and what they end with, because a lot of times that's where. 
the tone is set for a lot of these things. And in this movie, you have Charlie Hunnam's character making speeches for a living, like basically right. telling you, you know, hey, uh, nothing's as cool as being in the shit, completing a mission. Uh, this is what reality is like. So that's got a lot of meat on the bone in terms of, you know, kind of like a PTSD or what uh, the job leaves you. I don't feel like a lot of that truly got explored outside of like the Affleck character. Well, I think, kinda. yeah. I like, mean, a lot of them have a little bit of right. it. Like, you know, they don't have enough money for survival or, oh, they can get shot at and complete these missions, but they're going to bust me on a small thing or mm-hmm. I have to do wrestling to be relevant or to get my aggression out. I think, you know, a lot of that's, it's subtle and it's there, but at the same time, I guess, yeah, maybe if it was more narrow focus that maybe it would have been a better, better put thing, especially because that character ultimately kind of gets put to the back. Who, which one? Uh, Charlie Iron Ed. Yeah. 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 I I didn't like, I actually didn't like the, how they opened it. Like I thought you should have just opened with the assault. Yeah. Like I didn't understand why they, because cause you could have just done the same you could have just had the same speech right because they go back to it they go yeah. back to him talking again it's like just do that I don't understand I, I get why you put it in the beginning because you want to set like what this is about kind of thing but like yeah you, this is a we're getting the band back together yeah, thing but like is, start off with the assault so everyone's like yeah because yeah. I don't know I just I think that's a better start to that movie just the assault just, yeah and, and all that stuff and then go to the other stuff go to the character stuff right but Maybe do a deer hunter thing. Every every movie should have like a wedding scene where we get everybody in their element together, there and then go. they can kind of talk like, "You remember when we did that mission? Like we we can go back and get like seventy five million dollars or two hundred million." And, that, and that's and that's the other thing. They go back and they get seventy five million. She clearly tells them that's not seventy five. That's two hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. That's not just Lorea's money. Yeah. So and then at the end other, of the movie, we're like, nobody's concerned that they don't care that you lost it. Nobody's yeah. concerned. Nobody's after them. Yeah. You and, know, and they have no fear about nobody after them. Right. Yeah. Everything's very calm. Yeah. That, like the. I think that's uh, part of my big thing struggling with the second half of the movie is that the pacing of the first half was very quick and 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 punchy and mm-hmm. it gets you in there i when they're in the house at that point i was like yeah like because you're waiting for, you like, waiting yeah. for people to come back and like right. yeah and like and even when they were in the house yeah and they knew lorea was in the house yes there is no panic to go look for him let's dig as much money out of these walls as we yeah. can they kind of give that then we'll up, go sweep yeah. for lorea yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do one more. Well, yeah. Like he, like at no point, Lorea wouldn't just leave and yeah. go go make a call and get these yeah. guys to come back. Like yeah. they're just okay. We'll just we'll, and and he's like in the worst. Like he's just like in this like little room, like his right. little panic room. And there's like more money in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never miss a heart out, Mike. <laughs> you never miss it. <laughs> and of course, after they have that fight, it's like all right, but we're gonna do one more sweep for Lorea. We're yeah, not gonna worry about it. Yeah, yeah we're way, all loaded we're up, we're ready to go. And oh yeah, the clock is ticking and guards are here. But let's go find Lorraine. Yeah, you know? exactly. And but, then that was the the only reference, kind of like the stuff that, like how they used to be in the war or yeah. in the service. Not I should say in the war, but in the service. Like you never miss a heart out. And then right. when, when Hunnam's asking about uh, Ironhead's asking about, oh, how many people do you know? People you've killed forty three. Right. Like, but that's it. Like yeah. it's never like you never hear anything else about that. And Red Flag getting shot five times. I think that was also, that, yeah, it's small detail. Right, but right. Yeah, yeah. But like nothing like. Remember that mission we did? Yeah, there's blah, no. Blah, blah, yeah, ma- yeah, maybe it's cliched. Maybe because I've seen so many movies where they yeah. do that kind of stuff. Maybe it's just a cliche. Like a, that, that, that's what I'm expecting. Sure, but I, I just never felt like again. This is probably more, goes to the indecision of characters and, and right. the multiple versions of the script and whatever. Right. Just there was never. I never really felt. I never really felt like I was concerned about them getting killed or anything, and I wasn't worried. Right. I, there were no stakes in terms of like their background. I never felt. I never connected with them yeah. through their shared experience and shared stories. And right. you know, I never felt like I whatever. You know, I never felt anything like when Ben Miller, codename Ben Miller, <laughs> <laughs> BM, good old BM, <laughs> when he's swimming to go to the boat. Yes. And he's just like. And like that's so quick, and it's just like, well, I'm not worried because yeah. there you go, you're going to. The, and then he's like, it's like he goes a little, and then all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. slashing. Yeah. So I never felt like I never was, not that I never was worried. I never cared to be worried about right. any of them. I felt bad when you know when Red Flag gets it. Sorry for the spoiler, but I felt yeah. bad when Red Flag gets it. We do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But. I felt as bad for the mule as I did for. Oh my god! <laughs> I know that, well, that's a living animal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Calm, calm down, Pope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. A lot of that, yeah, I just didn't feel a lot for it. Right. Like, I think if somebody got murdered on the raid, yep. I think at that point I would have cared more and and really felt the effects of it more than when he dies. Especially because you immediately have these guys going, especially I think it, uh, Pope says, he's like, yeah, well, you know, the guy tracked him from the village. He deserved it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's kind of like quid pro quo. And I'm like, okay, but you know, and it's like okay, like almost spelling out like, yeah, his greed got didn't get us over the Andes, and then yeah. he shot somebody. So this is all on him. So let's just, yeah, he's dead. Pick him up. Let's go. <laughs> like, also, if you're on the run like that and you got people shooting at you. You're dragging a body too. Good on yeah, them. Yeah, I realize yeah. no man left behind, but Jesus Christ, yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's a big bro to like carry around when you ain't got no, enough mules yeah, anymore. No. What was in that sheet? Nothing. Oh, nothing, <laughs> nothing whatsoever. Yeah, that like again, again, I don't want to say like how they should have done it, but sure. like why not have them? Why not have him weigh with that decision of killing those villagers? Yeah. And then at the end, he sacrifices himself so they can get away. Yeah. Like something like that. Then I would feel. Or have a true face to face with the kid who's shooting at you. Have some kind of like real message. It was almost an easy out. It was almost like an easy way to kind of like. The opposite of a hard out. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the (laughs) (laughs) night. We'll be right back. (laughs) Just kidding. We don't have commercials. (laughs) But yeah, so. is there anything in that second half that you appreciated maybe in retrospect? In terms of just, just any, them in the Andes? Or? Any decisions that they made, particular scenes? Because the first one I think is chock full of that that ramp up that you can really dive into. Like moments. But that second half, I, I guess maybe for myself, because I, I try, to, try to reach to see like where did the movie lose me a little? Mm-hmm. Or where, you know, like w- was there any thing that i should have appreciated more in retrospect and i didn't know if you had an opinion on that no i mean as soon as when the helicopter goes down that's when that's when the movie starts dragging like in terms of just like okay you know and then they pay off the villager and they start walking and then it's just like a slog and 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 it's and i had no frame of reference in terms of like we got to get to the coast right you know but yeah so there was no like even when they even when they they escape and they're and he's behind the car and he's shooting and they right. do that they do they do a lot of drone shots here yeah right? and so when they, which is which cool. I guess they they used a specific camera and I am not a cinematographer I do not have <laughs> these things at the ready but I guess it's some newer tech that I know is like the new like when the red camera came out and the, everybody was Had using use the it, red yeah. I guess this is this new one and I think Quaron may have used it on Roma too which okay. says something but uh, I guess this was the one that they used those type of shots the most with this new camera to get like this full scope that like wasn't available oh, up to now. I saw that it was supposed to be like two one one or something. Yeah, like that. something yeah. like that. It still they looks flat on the TV. Still yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the the Netflix experience, our experience. Maybe. Like, I don't know yeah. uh, what type of setup you have or anything, but uh, limited. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I don't think I'm I'm maybe getting as much appreciation out of it as maybe you can. It was also a limited release in theaters. I don't know if. I didn't see. I think it that's their new here, thing now. Probably that, yeah. in New York, LA, to thing. appease to appease the uh, filmmakers yeah. that are doing Netflix because they probably thought they may get a either an Affleck thing, a uh, performance nod or something. Uh, I don't know what they you, thought, well, or maybe no, or even special effects or any of those uh, sound editing. Who I, the hell knows? I think it's just kind of like, hey, we'll do we'll put it out so you can get consideration, but it's a Netflix movie. Yeah, I think it's a lot of. I mean, like because I know like the next big one, The Irishman. That yeah. they're doing with Scorsese, I know yeah, that they, they that they're pushing, the they're pushing that yeah. to be in theater. So that I think that's yeah. at also the behest of Scorsese oh, yeah, though yeah. too. Yeah. But you know, because he's old school there, but he obviously gets the medium. And and to be honest, that movie is another movie that is was in development hell uh, as far as yes. like. I think actually the same players were involved. Wasn't it a Paramount movie and then Paramount so. dropped it and Netflix came in? That's the exact same story with this one. So a, a pattern, it's interesting. A pattern yeah. is formed. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they have apparently someone just sitting outside the dumpsters of uh, Paramount just being, <laughs> what do you got? Oh, oh. Yeah. So to answer your question, no, I don't, I, nothing really stood out at the end just because they, it, like I said, once, once the helicopter goes down. Right. They it just kind of like a drag to the end, and it was just like, all right, get to the end. Yeah, and it just felt like you know they're 
it just I didn't really it was just I felt like them just kind of like make it end right not that I was like not that it was just like oh this movie stinks make it end right. it was just kind of like I'm I'm ready for you guys to get to yeah how much money are you gonna lose on your way to the end like I, you yeah. know that kind of stuff when they toss it off into the chasm I was gonna say what did you what did you feel about the end especially the the post settlement ending when they like sign the it true all off. end right. yeah where it's like okay i understand the what you went through mm-hmm. uh and and giving all the money to red fly's family I, it's a it's a noble gesture i'm surprised not one of them backed out especially i guess there was a reluctancy from pope to i thought yeah, do so. yeah i think that they were trying to set that up like maybe yeah. he would say no right yeah i could see that and yeah, but that would make the movie have again uh, a sack mm-hmm. that that it didn't have throughout the <laughs> second half of the movie, where nobody's you know kind of turning on each other. Everyone's kind of just making these subtle mm-hmm. fights happen, and then it goes on from there. But I, the fact that it's like the most you get is here are the coordinates that I wrote down yeah. to go get the money again, Ooh. which is kind of the out to make a second one of these. To go get the money? Yeah. 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 But, but you know what? Then, then they make the Search for the Curly's movie. Gold. <laughs> What's wrong with City Slickers too? Hey, nothing. <laughs> I, that, that is not a knock, sir. That is a hope. <laughs> but then, like, why not just, why not do the, why not do the scene, why not do the raid in the beginning of the movie? Yeah, and, and then and go then, back. And then have that be the rest of the movie, them trying to go back and get their money. But, That's true. But also, mind you, Pope has them set up. He's like, I got this company. You know, it's gonna, I already yeah. got this account. All the it's lies. Like, so you're a criminal enterprise now? Like, like yeah. you're, be- you're a criminal. Yeah. Pope, you're setting up an offshore account right. so that you can go rob money from this drug dealer so you right. can keep it. And that's why I think this has such a polarizing review right now out there right. because I think there's people who are like, really into the messages of this movie the the post-war or at the end stage of career of a war career mm-hmm. and how to feel about it and what didn't it actually get, does hold on, for didn't you. we get that in uh with john rambo <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> in first blood yeah <laughs> and even more so even just in the later stage rambo movies exactly it, i actually like which what was what was the name of the the one where he's in the jungle again, like that one that came out about. Oh, seven that was just Rambo. Ago. That yeah. was just Rambo. Yeah, that I. I, I thought this that is, was this is terrible. Yeah. This is terrible. But I don't care because it's, yeah. it's so ridiculous. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes in that movie because it's just so stupid is yeah. when they're burning the village in Burma. Yeah. And the guy grabs that baby from the woman and he throws it on the fire and then he's like, "Whoa, over here!" And the guy comes over with the flame and more fire. I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, what's happening here? <laughs> I still liked it, but anyway. <laughs> no, 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 no. I enjoyed it. I'm just saying that was so ridiculous because I just like more fire. I tossed a baby on here. More fire. I feel like I need to watch that movie again because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for, guys. More, more baby burns on the fire. Ugh. Oh God. But yeah. So I guess overall, I'm. Well, looking do you like for, it? I still am. I'm still up in the air. I because I'm a nerd. Well, I like to keep track yes. of these things. On my IMDb rating list, <laughs> you rate I, them on IMDb. I nice. do. Nice. Yeah, I'm that. I'm that guy. Um, I gave it a seven out of ten. Yeah. I think if you could have given halves, maybe I would have given them a seven and a half. Yeah. But I think that second half, re- like the the turn from the post Andy's drop, really changes the movie. Yeah. And I think it's not enough for me to like give a high recommendation mm-hmm. but that first half i was so into it uh, i literally the first time i watched the movie i watched the first i guess right to right when the raid ended mm-hmm. just when they were about to get into the helicopter that's where i had to end it and then go somewhere else and finish the go back home i've been and there finish the movie I've been there yeah and i literally turned to my friends who were around after i watched that part and i was like I'm shaking. This movie is awesome. This movie just came out. You guys should go watch it. I was like, you know, insane about this movie. And then I go home and watch the end, and I was like, you called them back up. Yeah, yeah. I'm texting everybody like, oh, I didn't mean apologies. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see them being like, this fucking movie, man, yeah. Andrew's whack. Yeah, <laughs> they still say that. Yes, that actually was the original title of this podcast. Andrew's whack. Yeah, Andrew's whack. <laughs> Netflix movies. Yeah, but. You know, I, I I think it's such a turn that it can't be ignored. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think, you know, it goes down a notch. And especially because I do like Chandor. I I thought that he could have brought something. I wish he honed it in like most violent year was. Yeah. But 
you know, and, and especially a lot of those movies are singularly focused, though. It's one main character kind of being pulled in different directions as opposed to this one, I, I guess, maybe has a harder time with an ensemble or maybe, you know. I don't know. You never know what's going on, and obviously it's all speculation, and so you can only just take from the movie. And I think, I, I think the hard turn was too hard, and it didn't have enough of a payoff. Even though I appreciate the messages, I think, you know, my my dad's a, a veteran. Uh, he's uh, him and my mom are both uh, involved in the American Legion very highly, and you see a lot of these guys, and you hear a lot of stories, and you appreciate uh, what's going on, and it's. It's a timely movie, at least if you want to say that, depending on if you bite into the messages or not. Yeah. Because um, this is kind of the... They don't go into, like, obviously what missions they were, but obviously you yeah, would we've think... Been, we've been at some sort of war for, like, the last how long? 15, 20 years? Right, so which is like, the interesting yeah, part about yeah. making this, like, a drug lord war yeah. thing. Uh, basically, the movie doesn't get political in a, in that sense, outside of, like, what maybe veterans benefits are and obviously that message of like taking care of you know the people who we send off to war but at the same time i wonder if this is actually a catherine bigelow movie especially coming off doing hurt locker and and things of that nature that maybe it would have had a stronger tone towards that maybe it lost some of its bite and i'd be very interested to know why tom hardy and channing tatum what they saw in the rewrite yeah so I wonder if it was something like that, that it took away some of the punch, that it took away some of the the real meat on the messages that they try to send. Because if, if they kept that first scene thinking this is going to pay off to what the true message of the movie is, I think it gets lost very easily towards the back half of the movie. So would you think that this is an action movie? I think the first half thought it was. Right. I See, I would say that maybe when, when, the, when Bigelow was involved, there's probably a little bit more set pieces more action set pieces yes. like you have the first two yeah the opening and then the Lorea when they go to the house right. but like i don't count the beach thing as the end that that's not that's no. not set up as anything no. No. and there's nothing else no so yeah so then i i can see that yeah maybe there was there we missed out on some so it probably was maybe it was more straight action and then sure once different iterations of the script you know moved forward right it became more like a war drama or or you know like kind of like a survival tale yeah yeah i also think it's interesting people's take and i don't know how you feel about what do you feel about these guys like that's a nothing nothing <laughs> <laughs> do you do you consider them good guys bad guys oh, that- like uh complicated guys i guess that's kind of it, it's i think the people who were kind of on the side of these guys i guess maybe you maybe get more out of the movie but i don't know how to feel about them and i, like, I think that's yeah. ultimately the problem with this movie i think they're not i don't think they're fleshed out well i, I yeah. think like, i think you see some of the stuff with affleck's character and his and his and his daughter right but, but then when they give the money they you know when they do the whole uh, give it to his family you never right. go back to that you never yeah. see them again so you never get to see that emotional connection where your dad's dead hey but here's here's money for <laughs> right. you you, yeah, you yeah. know what i mean you, yeah, yeah. you never see that <laughs> yeah you see pope and you see him with that woman and you see you know that that you know why didn't you tell me your brother was there but blah, blah, right. blah, and then it's just kind of like that's nothing after i also that. was hoping that she was duplicitous too well that you they they i think they kept trying to like bait that hook right yeah, yeah there was a couple things like that and but then and then you see the other guys and they go to the mma fight he's yeah. talking, but but you don't they never they only touch the surface it's almost right. like yeah it's almost like when you study and you only study the the, the yeah, it's the cliff notes. yeah, yeah. that's it yeah. they never go underneath that so i don't there's nothing for me to hold on to there's nothing yeah. for me to be like oh geez, yeah, this movie's a headline right. not a think piece right it and, tries to be but i think ultimately it gets lost somewhere and that and honestly that would be fine if this yeah. was an action movie, right. if this was straight wall to wall action, right. you had these moments and, and you had some of these like filler things where you, you kind of introduced character sp- spots, but right. you were all like they were hot on their tail and they're yeah. like, you know, you had action moments. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But it's not. It's not. You try to turn it into this other movie. Yeah. And unfortunately, you have an action based right. going on that I can't get around. So, And especially given uh, just as a, a small note, the you don't bring a movie to a composer that brings in Lars Ulrich to like kick in heavy drums and like do this big stuff that feels like a big budget action movie and then ultimately make it 
kind of yeah. punchless at the end. I, I that's I I really would like to know the story. I there. feel like we're talking ourselves into not liking it. I think so. I, I, I well, I think I did that actually. Most that's of the what time I'm here to do. Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you asked me. I guess I'll ask you point blank. What? How, where would you put it? Um, I like the characters, like in terms of just what they could have been. Yeah. I, I I shouldn't say I like the acting. I think I like all the actors involved, and I I've, do too. I've seen them in all a bunch of other things, yeah. and, and I've really I've really enjoyed them everywhere. Yeah. So uh, I when when I saw the cast and was watching, I was like, all right, I know. Oh, I'm that's get the something. appeal. Yeah, and that's great. Sure. I liked uh, some of the shot setups. I liked you know I liked the use of the drone. Um, right. I, I thought I wish they had. There was one shot where they were first driving into. They were going to go into the tunnel. Right. And they had that really cool drone shot, yeah. and they cut it. To just them in the tunnel, I was like, yeah, yeah. keep the drone shot. I know. Keep the keep. Give me the thirty. I'm fine with that. I'm <laughs> yeah. fine with that. Yeah. You know? Maybe that's just the filmmaker in me. Um, so hey, there was stuff we like to see, man. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I like the raid. Like there were moments I liked in it, um, and I'm, I'm sure I've already laid it all out there. But I would say that I mean I don't. I wouldn't be heartbroken if I didn't see it again. It's fine. Yeah. You know? I mean, if they made a sequel. Do you want a sequel from this? I'd watch it. If they made it more streamlined and, and kind of. I mean, it's not bad where I'd, no I would never want to hear so him. Yeah. Kinda, well, um, that, that, see, that's the thing. Like, I thought he was the most interesting character because yeah. he was somebody who was tempted and he was somebody that. Yeah. Like, the only thing. And like, are they going to trust Pope again to, like, go right. and try to, to get the money? It would need to be a different movie. Like it would be a different yeah. style movie. I mean, you, yeah. yeah. It would have to be something like if he's going back for the money, you just give me a straight action movie. Just yeah. with those guys. That's fine. I'll take yeah. a straight action movie with these guys. But yeah. don't give me another we're trapped in the Andes and we're gonna, yeah. don't give me that again. Yeah. But I you know, I would want to see Red Fly and he's not there, so Yeah. Maybe his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Red Fly Junior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little fly. <laughs> so I guess you know, because you did bring them up. You brought up that you enjoyed the cast, you enjoyed the people that they brought sure. along onto this project. I'm curious to know what you think overall of a couple of these guys, particularly you, you touched on the Affleck thing about, you know, where he is in his career, where he is, you know, obviously personally, right, what he's got right. going on. What do you think of his choices at this stage of his career as opposed to where he was early on in his career? Uh, you know, where maybe, you know, he, he goes from Goodwill hunting to, to trying to get, a payoff as being this, you know, big budget actions, uh, you know, like a, a, a big budget star. He wants to be a star. You know, Damon never felt like that, or at least his choices out of the gate felt very different. Uh, and then you see he makes a ton of terrible movies. Like he has a very Who terrible like? stretch. Yeah. Okay. You have the era of the Gili era, the Reindeer Games era. Like oh, we don't like Reindeer Games stuff. now. No. <laughs> No, not at all. <laughs> Reindeer um, games is I, I, okay. To answer your question, all right. Um, I think that if I was Ben Affleck and I made Google Hunting and I won an Oscar for writing, and yeah. like it was like, okay, what do you want to do? I would probably do the exact same movies he did. I mean, yeah. like, I'd want to be the big budget star. I'd want to yeah. be in Armageddon. I want to sure. be, you know, I'd want to be in Pearl Harbor. I would do all that. Right. I mean, why not? I mean, yeah. that, but I mean, I, I I think that. What's your favorite version of Affleck? I guess is maybe my question. Hmm. Because you have the big budget guy, like the movies you were saying, right? And then there's also, I I personally like Affleck when he rides the line between almost cheeky, like he brings more personality and humor into his characters more than when. So you like him in Good Will Hunting? I do. Yeah. I think that's the best version. <laughs> <laughs> Retainer. Yeah. You like him yeah. in? Uh, do you like him in the Kevin Smith movies when he's doing those? I do. Okay. Uh, well, I. I think Chasing Amy hasn't aged well as far as like the the drama stuff. Right. I think he's good in that movie, and I think it's a hard movie to pull off. But personally, you know, watching him in Mallrats is is more entertaining. <laughs> well, Mallrats is yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, in the back of a Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I personally oh, like to watch. You told me she was thirty five. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew up on those movies, so maybe I also have a soft spot. Oh, sure. for those movies. But and Goodwill Hunting was probably like, you know, when you're a teenager and you have harder opinions. Like this is my favorite movie. Where I'd never answer that question now. Sure. It'd be like I can't even tell you my favorite of a certain genre, probably. Right. But for the longest time, I said Goodwill Hunting was my favorite. That's movie. That's a good choice. And it's yeah. yeah. And and all the performances there are great. And and Affleck brings about, you know, this character. Even though Mallrats came out 
before that. Right. And, you know, his role in Days and Confused and things like that come out before all that. And he plays kind of these, like, not lovable assholes, but kind of yeah. lovable assholes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, to kind of be where Chucky is, I felt was like a nice change for him and i feel like i like him when he's being ben affleck and i don't like him when he tries to do too much or try to be too serious maybe the only exception i like him in gone girl um well i I, when i read gone girl i read hey i read gone you read i do who does so i read gone girl and when they (laughs) (laughs) when they cast him yeah i he i thought he was the perfect casting because reading that i could see him especially where it was in that stage too. right but i could see him in that role and it was like the perfect casting for him to be in that role now i mean the movie's not a movie I like the movie actually, but yeah. it's not. I understand people had issues with it, but it's like because people had issues with the movie where. Well, because you read the book, I yeah. mean the the tone change where it's well, they a do that in the book. Him, yeah. But the, in the book, they do the half of the book is just like, what's going on? Where's his wife? Where's his wife? In the middle of the book, boom, it's his wife's story. Yeah. So you know immediately in the middle of the book, oh, this is not. She is not dead. Right. Yeah. So they and they do that in the book. So when they did it in the movie, I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I was aware of this. Plus, so. I'm a Fincher guy. So. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I I thought. I mean, do I like his Batman? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I think that's he's a, he's an older Batman. Yeah, I, I actually yeah I enjoy him in them. Even the mo- movies are bad. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, uh, but at least where he was before then, what he's doing kind of around. I didn't like the the accountant either. I don't know. Oh, you didn't, didn't like the accountant? I didn't like the. Accountant. Oh, I like the accountant. That was very boring. Oh, and you, I, I like I. You didn't should revisit that. Nah. They're, 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 oh, first of all, you should revisit it because they're doing a sequel. Oh, but, great! But, yeah, <laughs> but no, I love straight to. No, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, there you go for the nomcast. Yeah, um, there you go. But yeah, no, I like the accountant. Okay, I, I do. I like him in Argo. I mean, yeah, I, I, I do like, too. I like. I even like him in this movie. I find I that was an like if you want to talk about an awkward Oscars like. That moment where you win Best Picture but you're not nominated throughout, yeah, like you kind of get, get that, that bittersweet thing. I, I think you should feel that. really good about it, you know. Obviously, but that's got to hurt. Yeah, I, well, I think it's the Oscars are political. Yeah, yeah the Oscars exactly. are you yeah. know taste of the month, and, and yeah. that's what they are. And if you know that going in, then you you know you deal. I mean, yeah. I'm, for for the life of there's me, always got to be a story. Right, for the life of me, I'll never understand how can you nominate something for Best Picture but the director doesn't win. It's his yeah. movie. It's his I, movie. I mean, he did yeah. that. Yeah. He, I mean, granted, yes, he did it with other people, but like he's and the he major stars in it. It's, yeah. it's the Bradley Cooper thing, right? So and I wonder again, being a political nature thing, it's like. Do you just not like Ben Affleck? Was there a tone at the time like that his personal life bled over into Which this? Which sucks. I mean, that sucks. And I mean, that with yeah. this day and age, everyone knows everything. I don't want to know everything about it. All the all the stars and the and stuff yeah. like that. And just not, listen, the bad stuff. Yes, right. I'd like to know all that stuff because <laughs> right, that, yeah. that's bad and evil sure. and gross. Right. But the 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 little stuff like you yeah. know like oh he's going through a divorce. That's not my business. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Do I need to see pictures of his back tattoo? I do not. No, I don't need to see him. Oh, he's getting Starbucks. Oh, okay. yeah. what kind do you get? Chai? After this guy. I don't want to see this movie. <laughs> you pussy. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. It's just, it's really, it's tough now when you when you know so much about everything. It's really yeah. tough to kind of separate the movie. Like, I want to be able to watch the movie and, and know a little bit about the actor going in and just right. his performance and be like, well, he's really good. Right. What? He beat the shit out of some dude over there? Oh, I don't want to like this. I, don't, I just don't, you know. Yeah. And to kind of run out, like, wh- obviously, J.C. Chandor loves Oscar Isaac. I love Oscar he's Isaac. Yeah, he's and he's another guy where, like, he's kind of chasing that, like, what kind of star he is while trying to, to stay grounded. Like, the Star Wars thing makes him lean in one no that, direction. Though. I guess not. You're not going to say no to, hey, do you want to be in Star Wars? Yes. Yeah. But what's weird, uh, this week, because of Triple Frontier and I guess maybe just be having some alone time of myself to watch, <laughs> catch up on some movies. I watched uh, Triple Frontier, obviously. I watched A Most Violent Year. I watched Annihilation. And uh, it's like I keep getting every Oscar Isaac movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Did I you, love Ex Machina. Did you see? He's in Inside Lewin Davis. That's, an, that's yes. a Coen Brothers film. Yes, it is. The, yeah. Uh, to get, <laughs> you're trying to circle. not. Ba- <laughs> yes. Episode one, All Star, Mike Field. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I I like him and Lewin Davis too. Yeah. Um, and so I think he's got an excellent career, and I I don't think this movie detracts from that. No. But where do you what do you feel about Oscar Isaac, and and where do you what do you like him the best in? Because he's got the full range. I thought you know obviously 
Ex Machina and and Lewin Davis is more on the indie side and obviously Most Violent Year the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, or do you want to see him crank it up? Do you want to see him maybe do you like the the tone he set to maybe be in some action stuff? So maybe some oh more like from this from feel. this role? Sure. I think I think it's very easy now for actors to go back back and forth yeah. between. Um, low budget or like you know like what personal movie that they went yeah. through and a big budget i think it's i think it's very it's 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 less they can't get typecast as much as as you would back in the day you right. you know what i mean you wouldn't be able to go and go cuz you would do one movie and you'd be popular like right. you know then he'd be like you're doing these next six action movies you know yeah, like, yeah. so i think it's very easy for him to go back and forth i would like his the path that he's on i'm fine with he's, yeah. he's good yeah. and when he's in something i'm like oh cool i, I like him and yeah. i'm going to give it a shot so yeah. no i think the path he's he is on is a good one. I mean, I just watched. Uh, I just watched the favorite last yeah. night. Yeah. And like, I didn't realize that. Like, that has Emma Stone, um, yeah. Olivia Coleman, who won the Oscar, obviously, uh, Rachel Weisz, uh, Nicholas Holt. Like, that movie was low budget. That yeah. movie they had they had not a lot. I was reading about like no money, and they were like yeah. struggling to get some. It's like, dear lord, you look at all this talent. You I got know. Here. So it's just like, and with the director with the history too. Right. So yeah. it's it's. To be able to go and do that, like I don't know if Emma Stone could have done that type of movie. Sure. After after her win in right. La La Land and stuff like that, would she be able to go back and do that? That's a movie right. that you do when your like career is not doing going yeah, well. Try- yeah. Yeah. So which is great. I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, so I know I the path that Isaac is on, keep going. Yeah. Well. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like I the, disagree. The, no, the more just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was just curious because these guys seem to have uh, Oscar Isaac is obviously more early in his career, so mm-hmm. you're starting to see him punch out where you know he's he's doing big budget things, but I think his best work is not it. Mostly because I think these Star Wars movies have they're shit. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a big trilogy guy. Don't fucking at me. But like what, you know, the these, original, the yeah, new okay. ones. Yeah, <laughs> well, the the new ones. No, yeah. Hold on, hold on. The the the. The prequels? Yeah. How old do you think I am? You like the no, prequels? No. <laughs> Four, five, and six, baby. Okay, That's right, what right, we roll. Right. But no. So, uh, you know, and I think they don't know what to do with his character. In this one? Yeah. They want a Han the, Solo in, character, but they don't want Han Solo. Exactly. And you can't be Han Solo while Han Solo exists, so he didn't do yeah. that in the first. They even the gave him the Han one, Solo they, jacket. I know. <laughs> And yeah. then they gave away, keep it, kid. It looks because yeah. I'm not allowed to have it. I can't be Han Solo. And that's the thing is like, <laughs> and that's where it makes me kind of think, you know, or, uh, is he going to be a Harrison Ford type? Is he going to be like, I don't know where his choices lie, but sure. he definitely seems to be a guy kind of almost like how Matt Damon was, was director first, strong project first. And I think he's he's making solid choices and hopefully that continues. I don't well, know what he has on tap. But. Well, he, I mean, even Harrison Ford got typecast into like, he can only do leading stuff. He can only do leading roles. I mean, he, he couldn't do. Yeah. Like, which I is always, a hard way to go. Right. Wouldn't you think, especially for Affleck at this stage in his career, wouldn't you think that he would be really good at kind of being like in a supporting, yeah. like this is actually probably the closest thing to it since he broke out. That, that, uh, that he's not like that the he's main, not the main yeah, guy, but he's kind so. of like he's a big guy, but yeah. he's not the main guy. Yeah, well, I mean, I think now he's at his point in his career where he is he's going to be always considered the lead. They're always going to offer him the lead role, right? I mean, whereas like in Reindeer Games, he's not he is, but he isn't. Like, he's well, but like yeah. someone like a Tom Cruise has kind of slipped into the like, yeah, he's a huge star, but yeah. he can kind of be in an ensemble thing where maybe he's not the main focus or. You know, even do something weird like Tropic Thunder or something, you know, like slide yeah. into that. And, you know, he did that a little bit with I, I, I'd i actually be interested to see whether he's going to be in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't think because they, they made they the cheeky along, joke right? back then. Really? I thought that did thought, that change. I don't know. I thought there. I thought there was some issue between them. Oh. Who knows? I don't know anything. No, I, <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, but, you know, that would be something interesting to see whether he does fun things like that anymore or whether times have changed and that's just not a thing anymore but you know i i always find his career to be very interesting because i i i think he's a very talented guy who could be he's kind of like will smith in a way Mm -hmm. where i think the more he plays into his strong suits with a charisma that he truly has Mm -hmm. that he's at his best but he doesn't do that a lot and i wonder why yeah 
Uh, it's probably just what he's offered, what he wants to do. I mean, yeah. I could see him like in a family comedy. Yeah, but isn't that your like choice? That. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> um, yes, I could do really? this, or is what it? I can bring to it. Please, you don't you think know? it's like he goes in the room with his agent, like well, this is what you need to do, Ben. You need to do these movies because you need to make the, you know, please, agent. No, that's what I'm show. saying. Yeah. No, I'm saying him personally, yeah. like it's his choice of of what he's going to choose and what he can bring to these things, and you know. Well, why sometimes... did he do Batman? He did Batman. Was he going to do Batman? Because he was. I heard he's, he... he's going to do his own Batman. Well, Wasn't that I, the whole point of him doing Batman. I also heard he was doing it just because he was trying for his kids to be Batman. That he thought it'd be cool to be Batman, and like That's you can't a, fault I can that. that. No, I can. I respect no, I would that do completely. the same goddamn thing. That's why I always tell people when they're always to see a movie and see somebody in a movie, and it's like, why would he do that movie? Because like, he has children. And yeah, that's why he does that movie. Well, that uh, speaking of Kevin Smith, that was the Jersey Girl thing. Yeah. They wondered why he went and did something like Jersey Girl right out of doing the movies he was doing, like basically the Jersey trilogy mixed with Dogma. Yeah. Yeah. I think. It was the next thing after Dogman, right? I think it was after Dogman, yeah. Or maybe, or was it after? Was it after Jay and Silent Bob? No, because they talk about Jersey Girl in Jay and yes, Silent Bob, yeah, right? Right. So, so basically, you know, he made a choice, and a lot of that was based on having kids. People do that, and I can't fault him for the Batman. Like we said, he's not a very bad Batman, right? It's just that he kind of gets Clooneyed, like you know, like. Clooney's not a bad actor. Right. I don't think he was a very bad Batman, but those movies are trash. What his movie? The or his his movie? His yeah. movie. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even Val Kilmer, like, there's probably not a bad Batman choice that they made. Well, I would the, think. The, I mean, the key is not to play Batman. The key is to play Bruce Wayne. And if you could be exactly. a great Bruce Wayne, right. then you could be a great Batman. Because otherwise, you're just the guy in a suit, right? Yeah. And that's of of those four, it's obviously Keaton. I mean, yeah. I like I, I so. love the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. So but, yeah, but it's a different yeah. style. But I love Bale in every yeah uh, most anything he does. Yes. But at the same time, you could have replaced him, and I think those movies are still very well done. But you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we got all the, we, all the gambit. One movie we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it shows you about a movie. If we're not deep diving even further as we get into this point, yeah, it's it's probably an okay movie. <laughs> but you're a very good guest, and oh, obviously thanks, it's the man. second time having you here. First time you were here, we talked about how you personally were saying you had a new book coming out in I, 2019. I do. And you delivered, sir. Of course I so delivered. tell the people about your new uh, new book out available now. Sure. Yeah. So the book is called Adam Parker and the High School Bully. It is a the second book in the series of the Adam Parker Mysteries. So the first book was Adam Parker and the Radioactive Scout. So in this second one, it's basically how I describe it is Adam Parker, if you've ever read the Encyclopedia Brown, um, books back in the day uh, that was like I, a boy, boy, I know you did yeah. as did I <laughs> uh, he's a boy detective who um, would just solve like you know like little crimes around the, around the small town I can't remember the town it's like because I've, I've Oh, Encyclopedia Brown. Yeah, town? where did he live? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I cannot. I can never remember it. That's how old I am. So, anyways, I was more I, of a Hardy Boys guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I imagine that Encyclopedia Brown grew up, but didn't like being Encyclopedia Brown. Didn't yeah. want to do any of that, and it was just kind of got lost. Right. And then returns home. That's Adam Parker. So he right. comes back and he he hooks up with his friends and and. He somebody in this book in, in the high school bully book, there's somebody from his past that's coming back to try to ruin his life and he's gotta figure out who it is. Right. And before like, you know, his life is ruined and his friends are killed, his friends, stuff like that. So it's available at Amazon on ebook and, you know, soft cover. Uh it's inexpensive, inexpensively priced. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I definitely books, baby. Absolutely. And uh, definitely um definitely check out both books. I'm gonna start writing a third one at some point. Okay. But I might be doing something else, so I don't know yet. All right. Yet. But it, there's definitely more Adam Parker mysteries coming. And anything on the the you're obviously a writer director as I well. Am. Do you have any projects, shorts or or more from scenes from the movies or anything <laughs> else right, coming out? No. scenes from the I have I have scripts for scenes from the movies written, but I have not um I haven't really broached a fourth season yet. Right. Uh, I I just told you I I finished a play called uh, May nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine, which is loosely uh, bi- autobiographical about uh, the Matrix. Yes, of course. <laughs> friends, friends who uh, they go and um, I was like, what movie came out in May nineteenth? I just told you before. I know, I <laughs> Yeah, so basically they're online to go see uh, episode one, The Phantom Menace, yeah. and uh, so it's just about you know stuff that I was going through around that time, uh, stuff that it's 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 actually the lead character's Kevin, who was a friend that uh, passed yeah. away uh, 10, 15 years ago. So it's 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 basically his story. I want to do something about him for him, and that's what this was. So that's hey. what. So that's that's the thing I just wrote. Um, hopefully, I don't know. I'm gonna try to get a, either a table read or try to get it put on. So we'll see. Excellent. Yeah. 
And uh, you also are working on a new podcast I that am. maybe we can bring you back for, obviously, when you release the episodes. I know. But, my, uh, my partner was like, oh, like, you going to plug it? You going to plug it? I go, yeah, I'll plug it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so po- the idea. All right. So the podcast yeah. is called Forgotten Cinema, and it's about it's about movies. Each episode's about- uh, Welcome it, to the club. Exactly. Each episode <laughs> features one film, but these are about movies that perhaps that, for some reason, you forgot about. So I'll give you an example. The movie, the last one we did was uh, called Stir of Echoes, was starring Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And the reason why we claim it's forgotten is because- And Kevin Bacon's f- junk? And not in this one. That's wild things. Just ass? Uh, uh, no, he's Cause not there, naked. Doesn't he run around naked at one point? No, oh, not in this, this movie. movie. Oh, I thought yeah. he did. What movie did you watch? A very good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bone of Echoes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so- the Oh, that was Hollow Man. I'm oh, sorry. Right, Hollow Man, right, he did right, the, the- Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Really? You confused uh, those whatever, two? Whatever, shut up. <laughs> Hollow Man sucks. I just no, like to Sir say Beckers that you are ruining my plug. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. All right, continue. So, so it's just you know the reason why Stir of Echoes got forgotten for a lot of people because a month before that, a movie called The Sixth Sense came out. Yes. Everyone loves The Sixth Sense. So these are movies that you may have watched that you ha- you remember, oh, I like that movie, but you never watched again and you never talk about. And all the yeah. podcasts always talk about uh, Indiana Jones and Star Wars and Matrix, which I love. Right. But I wanted to shine a light on some movies. We wanted, my friend and I wanted to shine a light on some movies that perhaps, you know, people forgot about. So that's yeah. what Forgotten Cinema is about. We are five in the can. We're going to do five more, and then we'll probably release in May. May Sweet. of 2019. Excellent. Well, thanks for, for coming on, as always. Anytime, and, man. Yeah. Anytime. I love talking movies. So yeah. bring me back. I know you, you hyped up uh, bringing up uh, that Ben Affleck knowledge. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if that came across in the podcast. I'm a big Affleck fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Okay.